Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Happiness Created, episode 27. I'm Cecilia, your host. Welcome. Today, we're going to talk all about your relationship with you, why it's important. We're going to talk about how to foster a great relationship with yourself or why you should even care about it to begin with. So I'm going to start off with a baseline first, and it's that you are 100% lovable and worthy right now, exactly how you are. You've always been lovable and worthy, and you always will be lovable and worthy. Even though I don't know you, I know this to be true about you because you're a human being. You exist on this planet and you can choose to believe that about yourself too. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, one of the most important relationships that you have in your life, I think actually the most important relationship that you have in your life, at least as I believe it, is the relationship that you have with yourself. And that's where we're going to explore today, your relationship with you. So your relationship with yourself comes from thoughts that you have about past you, present you, and future you. And thoughts, just as a reminder, are sentences that you repeat in your head, right? That's all a thought is. It's just a sentence that you repeat in your head. And those thoughts that you have about yourself, the things you tell yourself, the things you repeat over and over again, are the foundation of your relationship. It comes from how you talk to yourself, how you think about yourself, maybe how others have talked about you or things you've inferred from what they've said to you. That's what your relationship, that's the foundation of it. And I want to also mention here, I've brought it up before, but that so often the thoughts we have about ourselves are not truths in the world. They are not absolute truths. It's not something you can measure with a scientific instrument and say yes or no. Oftentimes there's something somebody has said about us in the past or said in passing that we've adopted and we've taken on as our own or their values that our family held or maybe early caregivers or people of importance held that then we incorporate into our own self-concept. So what you say to yourself, maybe it's I'm a perfectionist or I'm lazy, those are not truths in the world. Those are just what you're saying. And so much of coaching and mindset work is exploring the truths that we hold to be true and seeing if there are any other ones that exist in the world and then working to believe those. So just remember that the thoughts, whatever you're saying to yourself, it's not true. I know that it feels so true. And part of what's happening is when you repeat it to yourself over and over again, that's all the evidence your brain is looking for. So your brain is trained and you are training your brain to look for evidence of, for example, that you're a perfectionist. And so it comes back with that over and over again, or that you're lazy. Your brain keeps saying that to you, keeps looking for evidence. So you have this whole stack of evidence for this truth you believe, but none against that. And that's sort of what we're going to be talking about today. You have the capacity to love yourself unconditionally and to love yourself exactly as you are right now, to accept yourself exactly as you are right now. And I'm going to just say that when you do, when you are able to just accept yourself and love yourself for how you are today and everything that you do 
on this day, things like happiness and self-discipline, contentment and joy come a lot easier and working through the stuff that's hard also becomes a lot easier. So I think that that's a pretty compelling reason why you should work on your relationship with yourself. But if you want another reason why it matters, the thoughts that you have about yourself impact how you feel every day the impact, the actions that you take, and the impact, the results that you see in your life. And the results can be anything from the amount of money you make, what you weigh, the number of friends you have, the things your boss says to you, how you interact with people in the coffee shop. It could be anything. So results is kind of the world in interaction with you. What you think matters. How you talk to yourself matters. If you can shift how you talk to yourself and think about yourself, even just a little bit, a few percentage points, you'll feel different every day, you'll act different every day, and you'll see different things in your life. It'll be easier to achieve the things you want to achieve and be the person you want to be. So those cover the first two big questions, right? What is your relationship with yourself? It's just how you talk to yourself over and over again, how you feel about past you, present you, and future you. And then why it's important is that it really impacts who you are in the world, how you are in the world, and everything that you see. So right now, you might not have the best relationship with yourself. In fact, if you're anything like most people, you probably have a pretty rotten relationship with yourself, even if you might not categorize it as that. And that's because you probably think not very flattering things about you. You probably have a long list of things that you blame yourself for and shame yourself for or judge yourself for. You probably don't say a lot of nice things to yourself on a day-to-day basis. So if you were your own friend, you might be like, wow, they're not very nice. If you were a boss, you might not like yourself very much. If you want to right now, you could write down a list of things that you say to you in the past or to you in the future or even present you. So that you can get start to get an idea of the beliefs that you hold. This can be really informative to have a thought download because sometimes when we have thoughts and we see them written out, we're like, well, I don't believe that at all. For instance, you know, I don't care about people. Once you realize you have the thought, you might say like, I care about a lot of people. I have really great friendships. Maybe I have a great partnership. I care a lot for my parents or for my siblings. I care a lot for the animals in my life. So I care a lot. So oftentimes once we see the thoughts written out, we can just kind of toss them aside. But once you know what you do think, then you can start working with it. The relationship that you have with yourself plays a huge role in how happy you feel each day and the actions you take and who you are in the world. So the reason why you don't have a great relationship with yourself, if I'm just hazarding a guess right now, is that the relationship you have with yourself, like all relationships, takes some time to build and it takes some work. So you probably haven't ever thought about your relationship before or why it might be important. And you probably haven't spent any time working on it, which is totally fine. It's also really normal for brains and your brain, being a human brain in the world, to be in a space of judgment, to be in a space of looking for things that might go wrong or that are bad and not looking for the good. This is part of a survival mechanism that happens in your brain, so it's really normal. And it's also a habit. So like I mentioned earlier, if somebody once told you that you were lazy and you consider yourself a lazy person, your brain is continually looking for evidence to support that you're lazy. If you had an opposite thought, right? So I'm productive or I'm industrious or I get what needs to be done done, your brain would be off looking for that evidence and presenting it for you all over and over again. So if somebody considers themselves a bad person versus a good person, your brain will get to work proving it for you. 
So the reason why you don't have this great relationship is just because you haven't been taught how to have a good relationship and because of the nature of your brain, the habitual neural pathways that have been created, your brain goes to over and over again. So your brain is just doing what it's supposed to do and it inadvertently creates this terrible relationship with yourself. Don't worry, you can change it. So you might want to be in a place where you have something better than an adversarial relationship with yourself. Maybe even you want to have a good relationship with yourself. In fact, if you've listened to this or you're still listening to this episode, you probably want to have a positive relationship with yourself. Maybe you don't want to be, you want to be in this place of creating feelings of shame and guilt or beating yourself up. Maybe you want to just enjoy your life more, right? You want to take it from a seven to a 10 and building this relationship will help it get there. You might also have this feeling that a better relationship with yourself means a better relationship with others. And I'd completely agree with that. Once you love yourself and you can be in that unconditional space of love and acceptance, it's a lot easier to build that with other people. So what you probably tried to get to a better relationship with yourself is you probably used willpower. Maybe you've tried positive affirmations, maybe self-help books, other podcasts. Maybe you've tried judging yourself for judging yourself, swearing off negative self-talk, any of those number of things that maybe sound appealing. So that's using your prefrontal cortex to resist the rest of your brain and the rest of your habits. And this doesn't work. It doesn't work because using willpower and resistance to fix a problem never really works. It can work for a period of time temporarily, and that temporarily could be maybe for an hour or for a week or even a couple of years. But it never works long term because you're putting two parts of yourself, two parts of your brain in conflict with one another. And at some point, one part of the brain is going to win. And that's always the primitive part. It's never the prefrontal cortex, right? Willpower is a limited resource. It will run out. Something will happen. And this control that you've been exerting will fail. An alternative to building this relationship, to kind of working with yourself, is there are a couple different avenues you can go, right? So... One way is in the vein of a gratitude journal, you can train your brain to look for positive attributes rather than negative attributes. And I've talked about this before in this podcast about how if you're calling yourself lazy, your brain is going off and looking for evidence and presenting it to you about how you're lazy. But if you're tasking your brain, what is everything I know about this? How am I amazing at doing this thing? I'm a great caretaker. Whatever it is that you are that you normally shame yourself for, if you start to open it up and look for the positive side, your brain will start to present evidence for that. Another really important thing to do is to get to know your own values, priorities, and wants. So oftentimes we start, if you think of a toddler, they know everything that they want, but by the time we're adults, we don't know anything we want. We don't even know what we want for dinner. You can start to get to know yourself again. You can get really curious about yourself and start to honor all of those priorities, even if it's something that seems as silly as a blue pen over a black pen or a ballpoint over a fountain pen. So starting to ask yourself what your own values and priorities are, what your wants are, and following through on those, even if they're small. In fact, getting to know the small ones first is a really great way to starting to get to know the big ones. Another important thing to do uh, when you're building this relationship is to follow through when you say you'll do something for you. So treat your own priorities like you're treating the priorities of a friend or maybe a work obligation. So for instance, if you've scheduled going to the gym three days a week, make sure that you actually go to the gym or make sure that you actually exercise. And at first, when you're first starting to build this, prioritize your schedule over the scope. 
So don't focus on how long you're there or how much you've done. Focus on the fact that you showed up three days a week. And if something comes up on Wednesday and you can't make it, see if you can do five push-ups or five squats. See if you can go for a five-minute walk. Do something to honor the fact that it was on your schedule rather than giving up. And if you do miss a day, just make sure that you're not missing more than one day. And obviously, if you're sick, make sure to check in with yourself. If it's from a place of love, that's great. Know your exceptions ahead of time, but follow through on what you say you're going to do for you. Because if you think about it, right, if you think of a friend who never shows up, at some point, you just stop showing up for them too, right? And that maybe is where you are with yourself right now. Notice how you talk to yourself and work with your brain to shift your current neural pathways. So understand the thoughts and beliefs that you are presenting on a day-to-day basis, those things that we just say without even thinking of it, and ask yourself, is that really true? Or is there another truth available? And oftentimes if we ask the question, is that really true? We say no. So for instance, am I lazy? No, I'm not lazy, right? It's not true 100% of the time that I'm lazy. And then ask your brain, what else do I believe that might move you in a more positive direction? Actively work to uncover and shift all of the thoughts that you have that don't lead to feelings of love, kindness, and acceptance for yourself. You can work to accept yourself as you are right now. So for instance, naming things about yourself and saying how human of me to do this, or I have human parts of my body or whatever it is, accept yourself exactly as you are instead of wishing yourself different or saying, I'll love myself when. You won't love yourself then if you're not loving yourself now. How you feel at the end of the journey is how you feel at the beginning of the journey or during the journey. You can also make a commitment to future you. And work on that belief plan that we've talked about before towards where you want to be. So for instance, if you want to write a book, what kind of beliefs do you need to believe about you to show up and write every single day? If you start following through on those, if you start cultivating those beliefs rather than the ones that keep you from writing, you will write. You'll write every day and pretty soon you'll have a book. And then instead of just using your prefrontal cortex to control your primitive brain, start to work with the different parts of your brain. That means acknowledging the feelings that you have, noticing them. It means accepting them. It means processing the feelings instead of buffering from them or ignoring them. And then it means making a choice to act differently and engaging your prefrontal cortex only then, only after processing to move forward. So those are some ways that you can start to change the relationship you have with you. Creating a great relationship with you is a huge part of creating love in your life and creating all the love that you want for you instead of looking outside of yourself for that love. If this is a topic that's interesting to you, I want to invite you to a workshop that I'm having on February 12th at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be about 90 minutes and we're talking about working with your brain and love. It's creating all the love that you want in your life. There'll be a link to sign up in the show notes. I hope to see you there. And know that once you do start to create more positive relationship with yourself, that things will shift and change. Everything will become easier in your life. You'll develop the skills of feeling emotions. You'll develop the skills of noticing your thoughts and thinking intentionally, of feeling intentionally. And then you will get what you want in life. You'll feel happier. You'll be able to enjoy your money. You won't feel as stuck and frustrated. You won't procrastinate. People pleasing will be a thing of the past. I know this sounds magical, like how can this do so much? But really, truly, when you start thinking about yourself differently and talking to yourself differently, you will be different in the world. Okay. That's our episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A, B, Mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-Y-K, dot com, forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show, and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week.